right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I'm joined today by uh, a visual artist, a uh, future art teacher. Um, I know him just from around the neighborhood here in River West, and uh, one night we drunkenly talked about doing this, <laughs> and so uh, here we are. I, I'm excited to talk to him about his passions, artistry, and why he does what he does. Thank you so much, Brendan Murphy, for joining me today. Uh, thanks for having me. You bet. How are you doing today? I'm good. Just uh, had my photography class because I'm back in school to get my teaching certification, but uh, we were in the dark room, which is always nice. a lot of fun. That's good. Um, uh, yeah, that's like where uh, they do like the, the water in the pictures, right? Like the- Yeah, this is like the different, they have like the developer tank and then the stop and then the fix and then, yeah, and then it sits in water and it's cool. It's a lot of fun. Um, I can see, well, there's this photographer guy I know and he, he's really opinionated, but he was like develop, you know, like 35 millimeters dead. There's no point in using it, but it's so much fun. Yeah, sure. Nice. So. Uh, what were the photos you were working with today? Um, so a few weeks ago when I was on spring break, there was a really foggy day, like absurdly foggy. Nice. And, um, I went, I was just going to go for like 30 minutes and then I was just having a lot of fun. So I spent like six hours just photographing <laughs> and I got all the photos I needed for because we do digital and like uh, analog, whatever, 35 millimeter. So I just did them both in the same day. But Red. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. For one, yeah, big fan of photography on fog- foggy days. Mm-hmm. But especially like, honestly, I've invested in a lot of personal photography in like the last two years or so, basically since quarantine, mm-hmm. like just going out to parks or by the water, um, you know, little day trips out of town. Like, dude, photography has been... It's it's almost it's been filling a massive void in my life the last few years. Sure, I mean, I was gonna say I find it kind of therapeutic, and I hadn't done it in a long time. So since I was forced to, because I took the class, I shouldn't say forced, I wanted to, but you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Um, I kind of realized that I missed that, so I know what you're saying. Yeah, dude. Well, we're gonna talk all all about um, all that jazz. But uh, so what we talk about, a Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity, and so we've uh, we've like known of each other for a while. I think um, we like I think we formally met at uh, our mutual friend Salem's uh, birthday party mm-hmm. yeah. like two months ago at the Saint Kate Arts Hotel. Mm. Um, what a place, man! Yeah, it's uh, it's cool. I I I actually did a live painting there once um, of Greg Marcus, which was. Oh yeah, kind of nerve wracking, and I just broken my ankle, mm. um, like four days before I was supposed to go. But it was <laughs> yeah. it was pretty good pay, and I was like, oh, I want to do it. But yeah, uh, so I told them I was like, yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. By the way, I broke my ankle. See you then. <laughs> but, Were you limping? Uh, I was more than that. I had to have surgery, so oh, I was geez. I was on like I had to hire my friend to help me carry everything, and then I had like one of those knee cart oh yeah things whatever yeah, yeah. those are called. But yeah, yeah, I got you. Well. I had never been there before that occasion and, you know, just kind of like I had a lot to drink by the time we were like down in that lobby mm-hmm. and I was kind of just like walking around the galleries in like a trance. Like, I'm like, whoa, I could have like almost like walked right into that sculpture and knocked it over and that would have ruined <laughs> my life. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, it, it was, it is a really, uh, dope place. Um, you know, I, I definitely love to like, you know check it out and explore it like not during a birthday party yeah 
No, it's they have pretty good shows there too. Generally, mm-hmm. um, like national, nationally recognized artists, and then I think one of them is like the satellite gallery for uh, the Museum of Wisconsin Art, mm. and I think they just had the Fister artist in residence, Nikolai Koslo, and he mm. makes really great work. Um, but yeah, no, they they put on they they know how to curate shows. They do a good job. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. So. So, Brendan, we're going to take it back uh, a little bit before we talk about what you've been working on now. Um, so, to start, um, are you, you're from Milwaukee, right? Yeah. I was born in Bayview, and then I grew up just across the river by Riverside. Very nice. Um, so, I'd love to hear more about kind of like where art really first started kind of like becoming a, a, a creative outlet for yourself a, a, a method of expression if you will where did it all start sure um well going back a lot i mean both of my parents are fairly artistic my dad's a writer and my mom was an art teacher as well as an artist um my dad like well he's a journalist but he also writes plays sure um but so i kind of grew up just making a lot of art anyway just because mm-hmm. of my mom you know introducing it to me but it would probably be I went to McDowell Montessori for like two years and the Montessori method did not work for me. Like, cause you know, they kind of let you do your own thing Yeah, and they like, you know, give you the materials and you'll just naturally do what you're supposed to do. Well, all I did of my own accord was math and draw. And <laughs> yeah. so I would draw constantly and that was mainly what I did. And I got really obsessive with like trying to copy things perfectly, mm-hmm. which, you know, maybe like now it'd be like, if I'm just doing like photorealism or something, some people are like, Oh, it's just copying whatever, but I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where it started. And then I kind of made like comics and stuff and oh, nice. a lot of parody comics. I was, you know, I thought I was funny. <laughs> I probably wasn't, but, uh, sure. Yeah. I'd say that was probably it. And then late, and then I went to high school, of the arts, mm-hmm. um, which was cool. And I was a visual artist there, but then I, I didn't think I was going to do it after that. So I was, uh, at UWM and I actually had a major in history, mm-hmm. but halfway through, I kind of realized I was missing something. And actually it started with photography mm-hmm. going back to that. I started taking, I had like an old Nikon that someone gave me. So I started taking oh, long sure. exposure photos at night oh, of well. just like cars going across bridges and just having the lights. Mm-hmm. And I really, really enjoyed that. And I was also skateboarding a lot of the time and I was going through so many decks that I, uh, I was buying like blank decks in bulk. Sure. So I started painting those, um, just because I didn't want to have like a brand. I was like, I'll be my own brand. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I started stenciling and then I declared an art minor and discovered oil painting. And yeah, that's the, the quick, that's the cliff notes version. Damn. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you have a, you've had a range of fascinations that have, uh, inclined where you are now. How did you, I guess, like kind of get to the point where you felt like, you were at the point where you wanted to really study art rather than just do it like recreationally. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it kind of just slowly snowballed into that, I guess, because it just kind of started as, and well, cause I'd never used oil paint until I got to college. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was pretty magical for me just because I didn't even know how it acted. I'd never used it at all. So I was sure. used to acrylic, which is, you know, it dries fast. You can't really blend things. There's not a lot of like added mediums that you can use to it mm-hmm. to make things um, 
whatever to get certain effects that you can get with oil paint so and I, it also so the first time i did an oil painting like the first one i did not to sound cocky or whatever like it actually looked really good nice. it was just of a shoe but it's because it made sense to me it's like how i wanted always to work so once i realized that i was good at it and just growing up and my mom also was an art history teacher as well uh, and going to a lot of art museums and seeing all these oil paintings and always thinking like, wow, how could somebody do that? Mm-hmm. I realized like, what if I could do that? Yeah. So that whole next summer after that first oil painting class, I just, I made three paintings. I remember, and I made, they were all photorealistic mm-hmm. just cause I wanted to see if I could do it. And I was able to, um, and then after that I was like, well, if I can make these, I could make anything. Yeah. And then, you know, I just started experimenting and, um, I took another painting class and then I took another painting class. And by the third one, that's even though it was still a minor, they, uh, you know, it was a little bit more in depth about talking about concepts. And yeah. I was starting to find like maybe not a voice necessarily because I don't think I've even completely found that yet, but mm-hmm. um, more of like stylistic leanings and things I was interested in exploring. And then, you know, I made a couple of paintings where people were like interested in buying them. I was like, oh, well, maybe this is actually a thing I could do. Right on. Beyond just, uh, um, you know, doing it for fun. Yeah. You know, I still do enjoy it, but yeah, obviously I got you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so, so when we talk about like influences, you know, influences don't always have to be like individuals that mm. are renowned in their craft. They can also, you can also, you know, obviously be influenced or inspired by, you know, all kinds of, you know, uh, concepts or, or objects or, ideas in life, you know, um, mm-hmm. movements or, or, uh, styles like, yeah. So what, what would you say like have been some of the, like the biggest like influences or inspirations in like where you're in your own creative process? Man, it's a, it's a good question. Um, I mean, I've always been into realism. I mean, as far as like just purely at face value, like the kind of work that I like to make. Um, yeah. As far as some artists, I mean, going back way back in the day, uh, I like a lot of impressionism mm-hmm. um, or post impressionism. Post impressionism, I should say, like Cezanne. I'm a cool. big fan of. He's one of my favorite painters. Um, Rembrandt, James W. Turner. There's some current people I really like. One named Sasha Gordon. And she makes incredible work. And then nice. this guy, Devin Shimoyama, who's in Chicago. He's just a few years older than me, but he's so, so dang good. Damn. Um, as far as like, con- well, it's, I mean, a big influence on me in general was skateboarding. I skateboarded for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of an obsessive person. So when I get into something, I really get into it. Yeah, so I got good at it really fast. And I mean, hence why I've broken 14 bones in my life. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, 12 yeah. skateboarding. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but just the determination and like the independence that you have to have to do both of those things. Uh, I think it was when I started to skateboard less, I was talking to somebody and they're like, if you can just channel that same energy towards anything that you want to do, you can do anything. Yeah. Um, because breaking tons of bones and constantly getting back into it and, you know, trying and trying and trying and you're just doing it for yourself. Um, I would say skateboarding in that way has been a big influence in my life, just about how I think about things. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. That's like a rad sort of like uh kind of repurposing of that, like uh momentum that like, you know, motivation or ambition, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and also, I mean, absolutely. And um, 
just some of the people you meet skateboarding like you know it's a lot of like kind of weirdos and outcasts yeah. and you know there's i always like the deck graphics and stuff not that i make stuff that looks like that necessarily but just that whole energy and mm-hmm. yeah it was a very influential thing for me rad dude uh where are some of the your favorite places to skate uh well i always loved estabrook um i don't skate so much anymore just i broke my ankle like two and a half years ago and that was really bad i like snapped it in the wrong direction behind reservoir park on that hill Jeez. um and i've been a little apprehensive ever since then mm. but um yeah but i love estabrook uh i have never been to national diy under you know over like i think that's like 16th or something in national mm-hmm. or maybe sure. 9th um and that's supposed to be really cool i love four seasons i actually was on their skate on their team for a while nice um shout out to all three of the jeffs there they're amazing <laughs> um but and then yeah, I liked Cream City too. Of course, there's always like a little rivalry, like oh, you gotta go to this one, or you gotta yeah. go to that one. But yeah. I, I always Four Seasons was my spot, so I got you. I'll end on that one. That's cool. <laughs> I I knew some some uh, dudes in the skate scene um, that like I used to live right next to a guy who skated, and it was mm-hmm. cool because like I knew a few other skaters from just like um, UWM or work. And it's funny because they all knew each other. It seemed like a very tightly knit community. When you're in it, you know everybody. I mean, unless there's like one spot that someone only skates and that's the only place they skate. Because you just, if you, there's only, well, at least back then there were only like really two parks yeah. and then Estabrook. So you just see each other all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, one thing I like to ask visual artists is if you have a favorite color. Hmm. It's a simple question. I know. This is going to sound crazy, but uh, I'm going to say orange. Oh, wow, yeah. Because I really love blue. Hmm. Because it's my favorite uh, duo, contrasting colors. And I think orange makes blue really pop. So I think orange is the most important. You a Bears fan, dude? Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty... I mean, I'm not like a huge football guy, but I'm I'm a Packers fan. Yeah, neither am I. I... Only reason I ask is whenever I think orange and blue, that's the first thing I think of. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's it's a weird color. It's hard to use, but I, I use a lot of orange in a lot of things that I make. Sure, yeah. That's my sister's favorite color. Um, I would say blue was, like, was historically my favorite, but, you know, lately I've been really into purple. I, I'm going to go with purple. Nice. Yeah. Purple's cool, too. I like every color. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're all rad in their own right. <laughs> Uh, so after school, after UWM, uh, where would you go from there? Uh, well, after that, so, and then that whole time I always worked in restaurants and I still do just mm-hmm. like front of the house, but, uh, I worked at a place called Umami Moto. Um, and then I was sick of working for Surge and I won't get into that, but, uh, <laughs> sure, yeah. so I switched to this little, little restaurant called Amalinda. I actually met them because, oh, yeah. and I still work there. Um, Gregory Leone. Yep. Yeah. 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 Shout out to him. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out, Greg. I hope you get that James Beard Award. Mm-hmm. He said if he wanted to give me 1% for every year that I've worked there of the, the grand prize. Oh, sick. 7%. Oh, rad. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Dope. I'm holding you to that. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, but no, so I met them because they commissioned me to make a painting of uh, the church in Barcelona, La Sagrada Familia. And sure. I was like, are you also looking for people to work for you? And they're like, yeah. So I worked there. Um, and in the meanwhile, or in the meantime, I should say that whole time I just was working on paintings. Um, I didn't really show anywhere really, but, um, 
I was just kind of doing my own thing. I wanted to get good and like feel like I had good enough work because mm-hmm. I'm also pretty self-critical. Sure. Um, yeah. But I, I think I had my first show in 2016, like real show that I was in, this place called Alpha Bang, which no longer exists. Or actually, I think it just moved. Sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, and I had a studio with some cool guys, this guy Fred Kames. He's a local artist. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with him. Yeah, we had a studio together, and this guy, Mark David Gray, who I think is still there. He's an older guy, but uh, he made really interesting work. He's like slightly colorblind, so his color palette's really bizarre. Oh, interesting. Like really vibrant, actually, I think, probably to make up for the fact that he can't see the colors as well. Sure. Um, and that was a cool spot. It was over by, uh, it was connected to the Comedy Sports Building. Oh, cool. Yeah. And it was like, 5,000 square feet with three skylights, but they were, the place got bought out. So then I moved to VAR, um, which is where I am now. Uh, sure. Dope. Um, and so how long have you been there now? Three years, I think. Dope. Three or four. Yeah. Josh, it's a, it's a really good business model too. And it works mutually. I mean, cause he, so he runs the gallery and he has the studios. He can pay off a lot of the gallery space by having the studio rent and it's also generally cheaper studio space or less expensive I should say uh, for a space that you get somewhere else and then he kind of like tacitly supports you as well mm-hmm. or like represents you sure and they don't take like that big of a cut whereas like if you get in a contract with a normal gallery it's going to be 50% usually across the board oh yeah um, which I mean ideally they're doing enough promotion for you that it's worth it and then you just raise your prices but gotcha. um, yeah I don't have to deal with that there so nice. that's cool. And there's no like non-compete clause or anything like that. Oh yeah. Cause well, usually if you're represented by a gallery, they'll have that. But. Sure. Well, that's good. Yeah. Sorry. Longer, short answer, three and a half years ish. Yeah. There we go. Nice. So, uh, what are like, I'd love to hear more about some of the exhibitions that you've done. I actually was prepared to pull up your website, which mm. I was looking at before uh, you got here. Sure. Um, so, an all right website yeah well i don't even have one so you know yeah. respect to squarespace which yeah. is fine i don't sure. know i realize i should have used wix but i think wix is a little bit easier to use i got you so let's take it back a little bit um to some of these uh things you've done um so you have exhibited at kenilworth doors open milwaukee IMMKE Culture and Unity Through Diversity. These were in 2017. Yeah, those are pretty early. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, kind of worth. I well, I could probably get rid of that one. That was just um, like if you were in one of the painting classes, you automatically got to be in this this exhibition, um, which I guess still counts. But sure. Yeah, that was. I guess that was my first real show, technically. But I got you. Well, so looking at your activities section here. Um, uh, the first one listed is WMSC presents art and music, a live art auction at the Pritz Laugh building. Yeah. Uh, what was that all about? Um, so that's every year. I'm actually doing that again this year. Nice. Um, now I, I've, so I've done, I've done it a few times where, where one time I did a live painting there, which is, I don't like live painting, but I'll, I do it anyway. Sure. But, uh, yeah. And another time I made the event poster, which that was a lot of fun. Um, I really, I was proud of that painting. I don't actually think that's on my website, but uh, the whole event anyway is it's just to raise money for WMSE. Mm-hmm. Um, Great is, station. Yeah, absolutely. So I always do it. Um, so it's artists donate paintings 12 by 12, the size of an album cover. Nice. Um, and then they auction them off throughout the night. 
And if you're an artist, they give you a free ticket. You can go there, like have some free food usually. And uh, yeah, it's fun. And then you kind of like throughout the night, like go scope out your painting, like what's it at? (laughs) Right. Just like hope that like someone's going to buy it or whatever. I just imagining like peeping around the corner. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's fun. uh, Yeah. Those are, those are fun. Nice. Good time. Dope. Well, that's cool stuff. Um, and so, um, there's some mentor mentee stuff here listed. Um, yeah. So that was, um, with Marin, which is Milwaukee artist resource network. Yeah. They have a great new space. Over Shout out on, to uh, them. Yeah, definitely. I recently wrote a, uh, shepherd express article about the grilled cheese grant. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a cool thing too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I never, yeah, that's one bummer I'm like, I'm not bitter about, but like, since I was never an art major, I never got to take part in any of those oh, things, because, yeah. you know, it's only for like my or UWM students yeah. who are like art majors. Yeah. Um, actually, I don't even know if they existed when I was an art minor, and oh. if they did, I didn't, I didn't know what was going on back then. Um, sure, yeah. Anywho, uh, yeah, Milwaukee Artist Research Network, they have this program every year that anyone can apply to. Um and basically they pair you with an established artist. So it's emerging artists paired with an established artist and they just mentor you. So I had uh, Della Wells, nice. who's a absolutely amazing local artist. She is amazing. Yeah. Um, and that was fun. So me and her just like would shoot the shit <laughs> once yeah. a month. And um, I mean, to be honest, when I did it, a lot of the help that they were giving some of the other mentees, I already knew, you know, like how to get into galleries, how to get into shows, pricing work. Um, but she did, she helped me a lot with the business end of things. Um, and she also got me in contact with this guy, Matope Johnson, who's also a great artist, but he's really good with like contracts. We talked on the phone for like an hour, just about like writing contracts and telling like horror stories to me about, you know, getting screwed, but also like how his contracts have protected him. And he sent me like a, a template that I still have. Sure. Um, which I needed to use on something not too long ago, but luckily it fell through, so it didn't didn't mess me up too bad. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's a really great program. And then you all meet up and hang out, and then there's a big show at the end of the year uh, with the mentors and the mentees like showing next to each other. Right on, dude. That's dope stuff. Yeah. Um, it's super cool. Yeah, I see you've had your art at Art Bar, um, at good old Art Bar. Yeah, the tiny show. That's where my 30 by 30 stuff goes yeah afterwards sure which opens this friday and i'm in it take note yeah. folks um <laughs> Sh- but shameless self-promotion hey that's what you're here for yeah um but also i i've i see that you have had some exhibitions outside of the state here yeah, I've had a um few. yeah and i'd love to talk more about the, these here so you had art showed in portland oregon in mm-hmm. 2020 tell me about chasing ghosts um, yeah, so that was during quarantine still. So I, I didn't go to the show, obviously. Um, so some of those shows, there's this thing, and it's really cool. At first, I didn't believe in it. I thought it was like scamming people, but it actually works. Uh, it's called Cafe. It's a website. I can't remember. It's an acronym for something. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, places around the country will put out calls for shows, mm-hmm. and you can apply to them. Um, I thought it was bunk for a while because I didn't get into like the first eight shows that I applied for and usually, and it is a bummer, but it's just a matter of fact for getting into galleries. You usually have to pay to apply to get into stuff. So it's insult to injury when you pay to apply to something and you also don't get in. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but yeah, that one, it just worked out. I had a painting that they thought fit for that show and, uh, I applied and got in and they were cool. I'd love to go there. Um, next time I go to the Pacific Northwest, I haven't been in a while, but, right on. um, but yeah, Verum Altimum, I think was the name of the place. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Your most recent, uh, exhibition is, uh, all the way down in North Carolina. Yeah, that one is, I, I don't even know much about it. that was another instance of applying to a show. Oh, sure. Um, it's like a figurative show. It's a juried thing. So I've, I've done, I try to do those when I can, like if I can get into them just cause, so they have a jury, the jurors vote on it. And you can, you know, if you get like first place, you win some money. Yes. Um, not that everything's for money, but it is nice. I, I mainly just like to show my work wherever I can. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was one of my restaurant paintings, which are generally fairly popular with old, old white people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And at least not the like edgy ones where people are taking shots and smoking cigarettes where it's just, <laughs> this one's just like a, my friend Allison pouring water and oh yeah, that's, that's a nice that, painting. But... That'd be nice in the kitchen. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, lately, uh, I know you've been doing some varnishing. Uh, those are some soothing, some, these look like, uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It looks fun. It looks like the, they'd be on like that odd, oddly satisfying, uh, subreddit for sure. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, well, so I was doing that. Well, I like to just do it when I can. You have to wait at least six months usually for sure. the paint to be chemically dry. Otherwise, I mean, I've done it. It's, I, I teach this stuff. So I'm always like, you got to do this and that the thing is, is usually you're not going to see any of the mistakes you make until after you're dead. Like that's when it's going to affect an oil painting usually unless you really mess it up. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, so I was doing that for a class, but I was like, I oh, might as well film it anyway. But I, I love varnishing stuff. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's cool stuff. Uh, isn't var- varnish is like polish kind of, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, so it's the last layer. I mean, you can get it off. It's kind of painstaking. Okay. Um, you have to like rub it off with turpentine or Gamsol, which is the same thing. It's just odorless. But um, it just protects the painting sure. um, like from getting scratched and also just from aging and like wear and tear of uh, just like oxidizing basically. Um, but it also, uh, increases like the color vibrancy cool. and a lot of times with oil paint, there'll be like sections that like, if you look at it at an angle, like sections will be shinier than other sections. And it's just because of like the amount of oil you added. Um, and it'll even that all out. So it makes it look uniform. Mm-hmm. It's just like the most, it's the easiest way to make something look professional. And it sure. also increases the vibrancy. Nice. Yeah. What are some of your latest works that you've been doing or focusing on? Like, uh, yeah, what have you been up to lately as an artist? Sure. Um, I mean, really the most recent thing was finishing the 30 by 30 by 30. I guess I have to always, I always just say 30 by 30, but it's 30 by 30 by 30. The three. Um, yeah. yeah, which for people who don't know, it's 30 artists that make 30 pieces of work that are six by six inches or smaller over 30 days. Oh, wow, cool. So you're supposed to do it all over January. This year, just because I had COVID at the beginning of January, mm-hmm. and I had some personal life strife, and then uh, I started school. So I didn't finish it all until like mid-February, like the end of February. So I cheated a little, but sure. I got it done. But uh, yeah, so that it's 30 paintings, so it's a lot of work. Um, that's the most recent thing. And then I'm working on, I'm, oh, actually, well, I'm doing a wine label, um, for the, this couple that imports Portuguese wine. Nice. Um, and I've done two for them already and they're good wines actually. Mm-hmm. Um, generally Portuguese wine is good. Um, but this is like a special one and this time they actually let me do whatever I wanted basically. Cool. Whereas before it was like, 
we want this very, very specific thing and you don't have any real creative control. I was like, okay. But they're, I mean, which is fine. They're great. You know, I'm not talking smack, but um, yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm making them a new, another wine label. Um, and then I'm preparing for this live painting contest, which is in June, cool. which is kind of weird. Um, but hopefully it'll be fun. It's like a, it's like 64 artists against each other. Oh, wow. Um, and then like starts, in one place. Yeah. It's all in Tosa. Um, yeah. It was supposed to be two years ago, but it got delayed because of COVID. Um, but yeah, I'm not really sure about it. It's the first time they're doing it. Um, but if you win, it's $20,000. Damn. I was like, well, I'll do that for two days to sure. possibly win that. It's pretty rad. I feel like I'm sounding like a money grubbing guy, but you know, <laughs> I mean, hey, where I can, I may, I don't make most of my work for money. Right. I mean, but, but you know, it's also still like, that's not the reason why I'm doing it, but it would still be awesome to have because also like. Yeah. You know, money allows me to do more of this. Yeah. You know? I mean, if I won that, I would just make whatever I wanted and not take commissions for like a year. Yeah. You know, because um, <laughs> that's another thing. Commissions, they can be fun. Generally, I've been trying not to do them, but I somehow just managed to keep getting them, you know, which is good. But mm-hmm. then it's like you don't have time for your own work as much. Yeah. Um, I get that. But I want to make a big series this summer. I'm excited for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to do, well, I did this painting a while back. It was, um, it was a couple nude. So like, I don't know if you've seen like the distorted paintings. I have. Yeah. yeah. Saw that so on your website. for those, I, uh, I buy rolls of mylar and then I'm photographing people's reflection in it. Cool. And then that's where the source material comes from. So I did that with this couple, a friend of mine, uh, of them naked in bed, like cuddling basically. Mm-hmm. And then it's all like crumpled and their bodies kind of morph together a little bit. And nice. I'd like to do that more and at that scale but with like a bunch of people like maybe not all together because i might i don't know if i get like five people who want to just be naked in a <laughs> yeah, pile yeah I mean, I mean i'm sure i could but right. somebody out there um yeah but i might do like couples at a time and like sure. do like different couples like different races different genders um and then maybe like mix them together i don't know i want to do something with that because i thought that was a cool idea um and i never really got to take it to where i think it could go um that and I've been enjoying making space paintings, like mm-hmm. the little outer space paintings. I think I want to make some larger ones of those. Dope. Um, just because I just enjoy making them. There's really yeah. no other reason. There's no like conceptual thing behind it. I just think they're cool and they're fun to paint. Yeah, no, space is a seamless concept to explore. Um, so oh, those are all some pretty uh, uh, intriguing and uh, dope ideas that you have um, in the coming months and that 64 artist thing <laughs> also is pretty dope it's got a very creative name it's called art 64 wow because there's 64 artists holy shit hey straight to the point uh yeah. you know uh no but that that's cool too um so you said you do take commissions but also like it's <laughs> i've i've mixed feelings about commissions sure. but uh I get excited and like want to take them on. And then it's like, when I start making them, I'm like, Oh, why did I do this? I just want to paint my own stuff. But, um, no, I, have done, I've done a lot of commissions, a lot of commission work. Um, generally like portraits or I did like a few cityscapes. Mm -hmm. Um, the one I'm working on now, actually it's kind of a cool story. I, when I was photographing my restaurant at Amalinda years ago for a different 30 by 30, 
I was taking all these photos when I was off work of the restaurant and the people in it, and I asked this couple if I could take their photo. They said, yeah. So I, one of the bigger ones I made, I never finished it, but I like how it looked unfinished. So I made this two-by-three-foot painting of them, like, their, like, arms are crossing over each other, and they're eating food, and then there's, like, people in the background. And uh, a few months ago, I saw this couple at the bar, or at the at the counter, and I was like, why do they look familiar? And it turned out it was the same couple. Oh, wow. And I told him about it, and I showed him the photo, and he was like, can I pay you to finish that? And I was like, sure, I'm already half done. Damn. So that, that's a different one, but it was just like three years later, and they were sitting in the same spot, and she had the same shirt on. Damn. It was like, it was wild. That is, damn, that's some serendipitous I shit know. right there. Yeah. So that was exciting. But yeah, I, I, I will do commissions sometimes, and depending on what it is. Yeah. Portraits I like doing, so generally I'll, I'll do those. Sure. Um, cityscapes, I hate doing. I hate straight lines. <laughs> Maybe that's just my own failings, like at painting straight lines. I mean, I've done it. I just it's frustrating. I just like, I just like waves, dude. I like the undulation. Bro. <laughs> yeah, I like the oscillation. <laughs> Recently, for the first time, went to the the Villa Terrace Arts Museum. Oh, sure. I haven't been there in a really long time. Yeah, it's quite a liminal place yeah. for sure. I can't imagine living there. Like someone lived there oh, yeah. at some point. Dude, it's insane. Kids were running around in, yeah. in those halls, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, but yeah, it's a cool place. Uh, there were some people there like, you know, checking it out as like potential, like wedding venue. Mm, like that's probably really expensive. Oh yeah. I bet. But you know, for that, that backyard, like view mm-hmm. of with like the lake and the, it's beautiful. Yeah, it is a very gorgeous place, but um, there's some really cool um, uh, art galleries and venues and, and museums around Milwaukee. Uh, For sure. Definitely not to sleep on, definitely to explore. Yeah, Charles Alice Museum is another one that uh, people don't, I feel like, know about that much. And they, yeah. I don't like everything that they put on, just like to be completely honest, just because some of it's like really. Like they just have like a lot of like old like collection stuff, and sure. some of that can get a little stale. But the ho- the building itself is really nice, mm. and they do have some cool shows there sometimes that are like contemporary work. Not to slight any of the the old old paintings that they yeah. have, which is like I see those a lot. Sure, hey, it's a taste thing. Yeah, right? sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, no, I get that. I I'm not like crazy about. I mean, I like old paintings, but I'm not like. Usually, like, if I'm looking at those, like, you know, for hours on end, like, after a while, I'm kind of like, oh, I want to see something maybe a bit more modern. Yeah. Um, I like to switch it up. I'm, I've been really into, like, absurdist art, mm-hmm. um, especially, like, digital absurdist art, okay. uh, outsider art. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I like, uh, I'm, I've been really into, like, junk sculptures. Mm, that's, okay. That's been, like, the, the, uh, medium of that i've been really digging lately personally as far as art goes but it also just kind of depends on the mood you're in sure i I like that kind of stuff there's this artist carrie skozik who i think is originally from milwaukee she lives in new york now Mm. um i don't know if she'd be considered an outsider artist her work looks like it but uh but she makes these cool like voodoo dolls out of like random things oh dope um yeah she's super cool i went to her house last time or a while like in last june and it was really funky and felt super artsy i'm like yeah. you're a real like artist like it's, that's mad dope yeah hell yeah she's super nice right on and so uh so now you're back in school mm-hmm. um and where are you at school now 
Uh, UWM Peck School of the Arts. Uh, I'm in the art ed program. Sure. Um, right now I'm in 328, so it's like secondary methods. So we're working with middle schoolers cool. uh, just once a week. And then that's at a place called Ideal on the south side. And last semester it was elementary methods, and we were just over at Fratney. Mm-hmm. Um, La Escuela Fratney up the street. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. I mean, I, I still definitely want to be an art teacher. It's definitely like... You know, it, it's more work than I thought it was going to be. Like, not the actual doing the job, just like getting into the job field yeah. uh, and getting the certification. Um, but they have a really actually. I think the art ed program there is one of the best ones in the country. Um, they say at least. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it is true. I mean, the, yeah. the person who said it, I trust. She's, sure. She's not a sure hyperbolic person. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can like definitely t- it's not one of those things where it's like world's best cup of coffee from the movie elf you know sure yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh no like they they walk the walk too what about teaching appeals to you um i don't know i mean it's i don't know why i decided to go i mean honestly i went back into it because i was I had an opportunity years ago um, where they needed like they actually needed our teachers and actually they do now too. They need all kinds of teachers, but mm-hmm. um, I passed up on it where it was like you do emergency certification. Um, so you would like work while you are also learning, which sure. sounded crazy. Um, but during the quarantine when I wasn't working cause I was furloughed, I started thinking about, you know, like doing something else. And I thought about that. And I was like, I wonder if that's still available. Mm-hmm. And I actually picked a good time cause they just got this huge grant so I was able to get a little bit of scholarship help. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that and that was the original thing. I just figured I liked art. I like my mom was an art teacher. You know, it mm-hmm. all seemed to come pretty naturally. But now that I've been actually working with kids and also and also like at my ed and stuff and just seeing seeing like people get better, mm-hmm. you know, and like the meaning it can give somebody um, yeah. and seeing people like in that zone. And like knowing like you create a lesson that put them there and they're like thinking and challenging themselves. And like the other week, actually in like right in front of my eyes, I caught, I taught a kid how to draw. Mm-hmm. Like he kept drawing like really sporadic, uh, sporadically and like it just wasn't how you're supposed to draw. And he like couldn't make a lightning bolt. And I'm like, well, just sketch little bits at a time and then connect the lines and yada, yada, yada. And after that, he literally could draw like he couldn't draw yeah. before that. And I saw him change in 10 minutes and I'm like that wasn't that hard. Like, yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, so like those moments have made it now more worthwhile as far as why I got into it. I don't know. It just seemed like a good idea at the time to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm, you know, it's one of those things. Sometimes you don't know why you're doing something. You kind of find meaning in it as you're from it, as you're doing it. Yeah, exactly. Just like the moment you just explained, uh, with the kid who in 10 minutes, like reframed what he was doing and, and who knows now what he, he might go on to really enjoy that now, you know, like that's, yeah, like it's, it's making a real difference in, in kids' lives and that there's a lot to be said about that. Yeah. Well, and I definitely, and then the, another thing too, and this is kind of ingrained in like the art ed program at UWM, but I already felt it anyway. They're really big about, you know, uh, showing, more art than just like old white guys basically. Oh yeah. And just showing a plethora of different yeah. art styles and art types. And sure. just, I I am in my head, I just try not to make race even an issue. It's just like, I'm just going to show you good artists. 
of course you know and some of them happen to be white some of them happen not to be mm-hmm. and that's fine you know but of course like when i was you know the my art teachers back in the day you mostly looked at like picasso van gogh rembrandt like the same old sure dudes i like to do use a lot of contemporary artists too like that mm-hmm. guy devin shimoyama i mentioned i really i've used him for like three lessons already oh well but uh just because he does a lot of mixed media and his work's really cool um yeah but showing having kids see people who look like them is important absolutely yeah 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 that's the that's the the crucialness of representation Mm -hmm. absolutely well well brendan uh i think we did some good work here today great to sit down with you and talk about uh your your uh artistic process and you know what it means to you and and what you're working on now like uh yeah it's neat stuff it as as I said um, uh, at the beginning, great to like actually sit down and talk about this stuff with you. You know, yeah, no, this was really nice. Thanks for having me. So, as we're closing out, I ask everyone the same two questions. The first one is, uh, what keeps you up at night? Hmm. General anxiety, but uh, mm-hmm. as far as a specific thing. Mm. I know this is like cliche, but uh, climate change. Yeah, <laughs> I think about that a lot. Um, yeah, but no, I generally I'm a, I don't sleep well, so I'd say sure. anxiety in general. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, I oh, I had the worst anxiety two nights ago. Kept yeah. me up. I I felt like shit all day yesterday, yeah. but then I I slept good last night though. That's uh, good. But yeah, anxiety is a big one. Yeah. Uh, well, the flip side of that is what puts you to sleep. Well, conceptually, if I, well, not even, that's not conceptually, if I do a lot of activity, but uh, reading, I like to read before I go to bed, and that helps me usually fall asleep. It's good. Yeah. What have you been reading lately? Um, Actually, I'm reading, uh, it sounds silly, but it's pretty good, Um, the book version of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, well. Because he actually turned it into a book, and there's a lot more backstory, but uh, I was listening to Mark Maron's podcast. Sure. And he had uh, Quentin Tarantino on, and he read the book for that. And I, uh, you know, it's not like I do everything he says, but I was like, oh, I'd be interested in that. So someone got me it for Christmas. So I've been reading that. Oh, that's right. Um, and yeah. it's pretty good. Cool. Yeah. Dope. Well, thanks for being on the show, my Sweet. friend. Thank you. You bet. For everyone who's uh, tuning in, I'll be uh, tagging Brandon Murphy's website so you can go check out his work, uh, see what he's up to. As always, uh, thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy or listening, whatever your medium is. And we will see you next time. Cheers.